The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I'm very tempted to say there ain't no justice. But instead of saying there ain't no justice, instead I'll say now is the time to dig in and fight. Why? In the last days, a stunning blow to a very loving, wonderful family that I call friends. Their daughter, beautiful, brilliant, whimsical, loving, is stabbed 20 plus times, including in the back, in the back of the neck, in the back of the head. The ruling is now suicide and no matter how much they fight and no matter how much of their own money they lay out no matter how many private eyes and lawyers they hire they still don't have justice in the last days a stunning blow the suicide ruling for this beautiful young teacher has been upheld. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111, where, by God in heaven, we are not stopping this fight. First of all, take a listen to our friends, Gavin Fish at True Crime. While this court is acutely aware of the deeply flawed investigation 
of the victim's death by the City of Philadelphia Police Department detectives, the City of Philadelphia District Attorney's Office, and the MEO, we have no choice under the law but to reverse and remand to the trial court for the entry of judgment in favor of the medical examiner's office. Even so, in the interests of justice, we believe that providing a detailed review of the victim's death and the ensuing investigation is clearly warranted with hopes that equity may one day prevail for the victim and her loved ones. You know what? If that is the law, then the law is an ass. There is no way in H-E-double-L that that suicide ruling should have stood. They are saying this appellate court that their hands are tied. No, their hands are not tied. That's why they are there to right wrongs and seek justice. Yet they have chosen the political easy way out. Listen. The Philadelphia Medical Examiner's Office and the pathologist who conducted Ellen Greenberg's autopsy, Marlon Osborne, initially ruled Greenberg's death a homicide. Weeks later, without any explanation to the Greenbergs, Osborne changed her manner of death from homicide to suicide. The parents found out about the change from media reports. Ever since the change from homicide to suicide, the Greenbergs have been fighting to have the ruling changed from suicide to homicide or even undetermined. Changing to homicide or undetermined will allow for a new criminal investigation to be opened. Twelve years later, and the Greenbergs are back in court trying to get justice for their daughter. Joining me now, an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now. But first, I want to go to special guests that I call friends. Sandy and Josh Greenberg, Ellen's parents. You can find them on Twitter at Justice for Ellen TW, on Facebook at Justice for Ellen FB. There's a GoFundMe called Justice for Ellen. This mother and father have never given up, and we are fighting alongside them until ultimately justice does prevail. Sandy and Josh Greenberg, first of all, I am so sorry that the appellate court has turned its back on you, but I want to hear your reaction when you learned their ruling. I was stunned. I didn't really know what everything meant beyond tears because I'm I'm all out of tears. Knowing I was just speechless. Josh, what do you think? Well, this has been going on for 12 years. So I was not really surprised by the justice's ruling. I think it's flimsy. I think it's not very substantial or noteworthy. But what really got me was the extent of their description and detail of the whole 12 years of how they felt that the main criminal legal system in Philadelphia was flawed. That's the word they used. How they quoted many of our expert witnesses who've given evidence. I'm not talking about hearsay. I'm talking about facts. We have evidence. And that's what shocks me. But I was very, very heartwarmed or positive that they were able to 
say human things, let's call them human things, human emotions that they admitted and they highlighted and they spoke about and they described why Sandy and I and Ellen should all have justice, the truth. And that's all Sandy and I have ever asked for, for Ellen, the truth about her, her, her debt. We have never pointed a finger at anybody. We have never said the police were no good. The DA was no good. The ME was no good. We've never pointed at a possible suspect. We want the investigation opened with an impartial investigative team, with an impartial investigative head. And to do that, we do need the conclusion of the medical, medical examiner's change from suicide to either homicide or undecided. That's all we have ever asked for, the truth. Joining me in addition to Sandy and Josh Greenberg, who it's amazing to me that they can see good out of this horrible, horrible decision by the appellate court. It, it almost makes me lose faith in our justice system, but I'm not going to because I know that there is still hope. Joining me right now, in addition to the Greenberg family, is John Lucy, journalist for PennLive.com and the Patriot News of Harrisburg, and he specializes in true crime and cold case investigations. He's also the author of Kill the Story. John Lucy, thank you for being with us. Explain in simple terms, not legalistic terms, what happened? What happened is the law of Pennsylvania gives almost total deference to medical examiners and coroners when it comes to making cause and manner of death rulings. They are simply unappealable as a matter of law in PA. And the amazing thing about this decision, this opinion, 32 pages, but only one page actually discusses the opinion of why they can't uh, let this be appealed, which is basically saying that the parents of Ellen Greenberg did not have standing to appeal this decision. If, if parents of a possible murder victim do not have legal standing to appeal the ruling of, uh, of cause and manner of death on their daughter, no one has standing. So the rest of the opinion was, as Josh said, a recitation of this overwhelming evidence that they've amassed on their own dollar uh, to, to question this uh, manner of death ruling as suicide, you know, and it is overwhelming. But unfortunately, the listing in this legal opinion is just lip service because the law is so unassailable when it comes to appealing these rulings. What's going to have to happen is there's going to have to be Ellen Greenberg cases in a number of counties in PA in order to create the groundswell uh, for legislation that, that would change this. It's almost it's almost a legislative. Okay, act. wait a minute. How about this? How about this, John Lucy, who, according to the court, would have standing? They never answered that question. They don't answer that question. Um, and and uh, if the parents don't have standing, who does? I mean, I, I can't imagine who would have standing. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Let's just remind everybody what happened in this case to Joseph Scott Morgan, joining us, um, renowned professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet and star of Body Bags with Joe Scott Morgan. Joe Scott, thank you for being with us. Could you just refresh everyone's recollection? I know you and I, uh, mostly you, did an incredible recreation for our Fox Nation special investigation where you basically took over part of Jacksonville State University in order to create an, a fair and accurate depiction of the crime scene where I believe this young woman, bright and beautiful, was murdered. That's what happened. But could you remind everyone what happened to Ellen? Yeah, Nancy, the the thing that, that stands out to me the most is the number of injuries that she has sustained that have been indicated by the medical legal authorities as having been self-inflicted. We're talking 20 stab wounds. At least 20, because I disagree with you on that. At least at least 20. Because you've got, stab you've got some, yeah, I know overlapping you have these that are cross communicating as we refer to these in the medical legal context where you have one stab wound that enters another uh and you have opinions that have been rendered by 
a highly regarded expert such as Sarah Weck uh, that have stated that this is almost an empirical impossibility uh, for someone to self-inflict. First off, multiple stab wounds, self-inflicted stab wounds are very rare. And even he says that in his opinion. But here's the rub. When you begin to examine these insults that Ellen has sustained to her body, they are multiple. Uh, you know, she's found on the floor of her apartment in her kitchen with this rather robust little knife that is buried in her chest. And I think the most absurd portion to this is that she has sustained multiple stab wounds to her posterior, to her back, Nancy, to her neck, even some that intrude into the cranial area and brush up against the spinal cord. The fact that they could even imply that this is a possibility or within the realm of possibility is almost absurd. Guys, I want you to take listens to our cuts three and 20. And that's from CBS 3 Philly and NBC 10. The AG's office, led by Josh Shapiro, the current Democratic nominee for governor, has long insisted evidence proves the 27-year-old died by suicide. She was found by her fiancé with 20 stab wounds inside their Maniunk apartment in January 2011. But the Greenbergs are convinced she was murdered, and they're currently suing the city's medical examiner with the hope of reopening the case. I've lost count of all the amount of monies and efforts and emotions that we've been working at to try to clear our daughter's name and get justice for Ellen Ray Greenberg. She was stabbed 20 times, half of the wounds to the back of her neck. You talk to any reasonable person and they all say, what the hell is going on? Tom Brennan logged 25 years with the Pennsylvania State Police and worked at the FBI's Behavioral Science Unit in Quantico, Virginia. Now retired, he has worked nearly seven years pro bono with the Greenbergs investigating Ellen's death. I said, this is a homicide. And Brennan is right, and he is joining us today. Before I go to Brennan, take a listen to our cut for our friends, Dr. Oz. We engaged a uh, neuroforensic pathologist who I had worked, for, worked with in the past. And um, he studied all of the information that I had, and it was his opinion that this was a homicide and not a suicide. And he said the wounds would have severed the nerves in the spinal cord, and if you, take, if you look at the wound track, the wound track goes in an up direction into the brain and causes a hemorrhage in the brain. So, so following that, that wound itself, the victim could no longer self-harm. In fact, Joe Scott and I firmly believe that there were post-mortem, after-death stabbings, which makes the, the idea of a suicide completely implausible. Let's now cut 23. One was so deep, it actually nicks the spine. But you know, here's the rub. There's no hemorrhage. There's absolutely no hemorrhage. In, in other this words, insult. no bleeding. No bleeding whatsoever. Which means by the time she was stabbed in the back, on that particular stab, there was no bleeding because her heart was no longer pumping. There is no blood where the stab occurred. That means that Ellen didn't have a pulse when that stab occurred. A postmortem wound cannot be done by the victim. By definition, a postmortem wound means you're dead. Somebody else is administering that wound. 
I want to go now to Tom Brennan, private investigator, consultant to Ellen Greenberg's family, joining us out of Harrisburg. Tom, I just it, I, I feel that you and Josh and Sandy have gotten a real kick in the teeth. You're down, but you're not out. What is your response to this ridiculous, inane ruling by the appellate court? You know, I, I've been involved in law enforcement um, for over 55 years. I've never, ever heard of or read an order such as this. Um, to begin with, when you take a look at Dr. Galino and Dr. Osborne, okay, you have two medical professionals who committed perjury when we deposed them, okay? They both committed perjury regarding Dr. Osborne's performance evaluation. Okay, there are three memos out there criticizing Dr. Osborne regarding his performance. There are other assistant prosecutors out there, uh, like Guy D'Angia, who will tell you that when it came to putting Dr. Osborne on the stand, he shied away from it. When you have this type of behavior taking place because of Ellen's death, I, I can't fathom that. Big question. Wendy Patrick joining us. High profile prosecutor out of California, author, Why Bad Looks Good and of Red Flags at WendyPatrickPhD.com. She's the host of Today with Dr. Wendy on KCBQ. Wendy, big question. What, if anything, can be done now? Because as far as I'm concerned, the appellate court is now part of the problem. The, the most obvious solution would be to change the rules, change the law. This is jurisdictional uh, specific. Okay, that may be- uh, Wendy, <laughs> that's not happening. Nobody is changing the rules. To get the legislature to actually do something is going to take years. Well, it'll either take years or it'll take a lot of cases quickly. Remember, that's how the Me Too movement changed the law of the statute of limitations to bring sex cases. So this is one of the things that John Lucy talked about. If you have more of these cases, and by your bringing this to the attention of the public, we may very well have more cases because we all know there's no such thing as a perfect murder. But that's why Preserving the crime scene is so important. Failure to preserve evidence shouldn't preclude further investigation or the parents of a victim of receiving justice. If more people have suffered, God forbid, this kind of a procedural injustice, well, then we might see the barrage of cases in a very short period of time, given social media and the, the speed with which others say, you know what, the investigation into my loved one's case was also stalled in the court system because the law didn't allow for further appeals. So it could happen very quickly. I agree, Nancy, it's an uphill battle. But I'm the ultimate optimist, not insurmountable. And by Sandy and Josh and you and everyone else that is bringing this to the attention, hopefully that's something that we can accomplish. Okay, so your plan of action, Wendy Patrick, is wait for more people to die and their loved ones appeal it. Okay, yeah, no, that's not a good plan of action. No, no, remember, this is a cold case. 
No, this is not. This is a cold case. There are lots of people who've already had this happen. So it wouldn't be anybody else dying, God forbid. I don't know about that. I don't know that there are a lot of people where the medical examiner had a closed door meeting with officials from the police department, the DA's office, and changed a ruling on cause of death. I don't know that there are that many cases like that. Uh, to John Lucy joining us with PenLive.com and the Patriot News of Harrisburg. John, which appellate court made this ruling? This was the Commonwealth Court, which is the second highest court in PA. Um, and, you know, uh, th- their ruling could be appealed to the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania. But I, I want to I want to go back to that secret meeting that you just mentioned within within the medical examiner's office and w- involving detec- detectives Please and prosecutors. Do. And Josh and Sandy Jump in, please. We are sending a copy of today's program to the appellate court and to the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, because there, like many other jurisdictions, including Georgia and many others, there is a court of appeals, which is one appellate court. And then there is a higher appellate court, the Georgia Supreme Court. Same thing in Pennsylvania. You've got the Commonwealth court that made this inane ruling and there's a court over them this can be appealed up but that said go ahead john lucy the one thing i want to mention with 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 this alleged conspiracy which which the greenberg have alleged happened in the medical examiner's office and which they have a second civil suit pending Mm -hmm. if if we ever get to the bottom of what happened in that meeting and who was involved and what was said that that could uncover the injustice here. The, the, this meeting was prompted because of the fact that the crime scene of Ellen's death was not preserved. It was it was declared a suicide at the crime scene by the responding detectives. That was overturned the next day at autopsy when it was initially ruled a homicide. But by the time that they went back to the scene, it had been cleaned and sanitized because it was not made a crime scene on the night of her death. So because you had no evidence it could be collected once it was named a homicide, these detectives had to cover their butts and, and get this change back to suicide. That's the basis of what happened in that office. This was Hold a on. cover up. Hold to, on. Hold on. Of an too much. Too fast. Okay. And can I tell you something? Yes. Do you know how long it takes to get a cleanup crew to come following a homicide? Forever. Uh, but wow, actually, they got one in actually, a couple of hours, didn't they? Apparently, they got a number and they uh, from one of the officers, and and they called and they got it cleaned up. I mean, yeah, it was fast. Okay, now I want to a- analyze what you said right there. At can the- I uh, cut in? Can I drop in here? Yes. Number one, the cleanup crew normally takes pictures of the crime scene or the scene of the, where they are cleaning up before. They clean up. This was not done in this case. Number two, we've already mentioned that Melissa Ware did video the the apartment before it was cleaned up. And the police took it and they can't find the... My thoughts exactly. Jackie, could you roll our cut 39 from Crime Online? Even though the three-judge panel ruled against the Greenbergs' latest efforts to change their daughter's death from suicide to homicide or undetermined, The appellate court panel took note of the Greenberg family attorney, Joe Pedraza, when he pointed out that the building manager had taken video of the crime scene prior to the cleanup and gave it to the police. But that video is now unaccounted for, according to the New York Post. 
The panel added that there was no record of officers interviewing the company that cleaned up the crime scene, the building manager, or the police department representative who told the manager to hire a cleanup crew. Incredible. Can I go with number three? Go ahead. This goes back to the judges saying the investigation was faulty. But I'm going to bring up something I think is very relevant. Osborne, I'm going to call him doctor this time, under oath, on a video, and audio, said when he, during a deposition that he was, uh, during the deposition, said if he knew what he knew now, he would have changed it to undecided or homicide. That was his testimony. Under oath, he has never done that. Interesting that that was not pursued by LE law enforcement to present to the Court of Appeals. Um, there is a lawsuit accusing officials of conspiracy and cover-up, as there should be. Take a listen to our Cut 41 from our friend Dave Mack. The parents of Ellen Greenberg have spent half a million dollars of their own money, according to Penn Live, to try and get satisfaction and justice. The Greenbergs, their attorneys, and private detectives claim the evidence they've collected show Ellen's death ruling was changed after a meeting among police, a prosecutor, and two medical examiner officials handling the Greenberg case. A Penn Live article says the evidence includes the Emmy officials' own deposition describing the meeting. In a separate civil suit the Greenbergs filed, they accused the police, prosecutors, and Emmy officials involved in the meeting of individual and willful misconduct and participating in a conspiracy to cover up the murder of Eleanor Greenberg. In that lawsuit, the Greenbergs are seeking unspecified monetary damages. What is the status, Sandy Greenberg, of that lawsuit? Um, we're waiting for, uh, imp- they're withholding all the information from us, so I don't know the legal terms of how to explain Our lawyer, Sandy, let me help you here. Our lawyers subpoenaed for the information, the case files. They would, I believe, I'm going to go say turned down, and they now have filed a 178-page petition asking for the evidence. Why, after the case is closed, according to the police, they will not give us the evidence. I believe that's the way the law is written. I believe that's the way the law is written. Well, you're absolutely right. Once a case is closed, law enforcement does not have a right any longer to keep that file to itself and not release it. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zinn pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zinn fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zinn pouch in is you. Zinn is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience. Which means Zinn pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. John Lucy, can this be appealed up to the highest appellate court in Pennsylvania? Yeah, it can be appealed now. That's a matter for the Greenbergs. But um, given the realities of the law, I don't know that the outcome would be any different. Their lawyers uh, would advise them of what the the possibilities are given the current ruling by the Commonwealth Court. Well, here's the deal, John Lucy. You have to exhaust all of your state remedies, all of them, before you can leap into federal court. Once you don't get satisfaction, when you have a legal basis and a factual basis and you can't get satisfaction in the state court system, you must exhaust all the way up all of your possible remedies and then take those rulings to the lowest federal court, which would be a federal district court. And then if you don't get the ruling you want there, then you try for the federal appellate court, a circuit court. If you don't get a ruling there, you try, you try to get a writ to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. Hey, Nancy, this That's is Wendy. what you do. Yes, I, I heard your suggestion that we wait for more people to die. Yes, do you have another thought? No, I said, actually, I said the opposite because these are cold cases we're talking about where justice hasn't been served. Oh, excuse me, you're right. Wait for more cold case families to appeal. Yes. Well, more, case, more cold case families to come forward because one of the things that really bothered me about this ruling is the standing issue and that the, if the parents don't have standing, who does? And I'm just sort of thinking through brainstorming. We need to figure out who has standing to, to seek justice so that they can receive justice in the lower court system. And if the standing is the big deal, you know, there are other people that were involved in this, maybe the investigators, maybe other. I mean, there has to be somebody that the court would rule is able to bring this argument in such a fashion that we can achieve justice now instead of waiting for families of people that have already died or, God forbid, waiting for more cases. To Dr. Angela Arnold joining us, renowned psychiatrist out of the Atlanta jurisdiction. You can find her at AngelaArnoldMD.com, where 
Can the Greenbergs summon the strength for this next round? Because I'm telling you, um, let me tell you, Dr. Angie, which I'm happy if you don't know this, uh, but the the harsh truth is when you go to the, let's just pretend, um, Georgia Court of Appeals, guess who's right down the hall from them? The Georgia Supreme Court. Guess who has lunch together every day? Guess who uses very often the intermingle law libraries? The Georgia Supreme Court. And I'm sure it's the same way in Pennsylvania. So we're asking the Pennsylvania Supreme Court to, to overrule their buddies down the hall, the Commonwealth Court. Now, is that going to happen? Maybe. Maybe one justice on the Pennsylvania Supremes will have a backbone and do the right thing. Maybe they can convince the others to go along. All we need is a majority, which in many jurisdictions is five people against four on the, the state Supreme Court. Typical, not always. But if not then, then take it straight to the feds. So how do you summon the strength? How do you keep fighting, Dr. Angie, when you are broke, when you've spent going on uh, three quarters of a million dollars, when you're exhausted, when you are depressed, when you keep getting a kick in the rear end every time you get up to try again? What, what do you do? Nancy, I believe that the parents, with each step, make that it they count, Angie. Make way, it count. It seems it seems like they would be defeated in each step of the way, but I have a feeling that they are so strong that each step of the way is giving them more strength to want to defeat this horrific, horrific ruling. Because we all know, Nancy, we've been doing this story forever. Their daughter did not commit suicide. This is bullshit. But now, unfortunately, like you said, Nancy, now they're up against all of these law people that are possibly talking to each other. But I have a feeling that they are gathering their strength and moving forward because they have got to prove something in this case. You know what uh, I do, Josh and Sandy? When I am defeated and exhausted and get tired of um, slings and arrows in literary terms, it comes to me. I don't summon it up. It comes to me. I remember my fiance's incredible blue eyes. I used to say, Keith, your eyes are so blue, I think I could swim in them. I remember him looking at me on one particular day, looking up at my window and I looked down and the sun was in his eyes and they were the bluest things I've ever seen. I think of that moment and then I know nothing else matters. It doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks or does. It matters what I do. And if I do it with a clear conscience and with all my strength and all my heart and it hurts and I can only imagine what you and Sandy have gone through, Josh. So tell us, how do you keep going? Well, I, I would like to do two things. I'll answer your question directly, but I'd also like to bring up the fact that the city of Philadelphia issued a statement discussing this ruling 
saying there may be other ways this actually happened. I'm not making this up. That's out there. I appreciate what the city of Philadelphia said, but that has no legal significance at all. It's just like they yelled it out the car on 3rd Avenue. So what if they said, oh, this may have happened a different way? Does that somehow help you? Does that help further your legal battle? Have I missed something, Josh? I'm not an attorney, but you asked me how I keep how I keep going. I keep going because I see my daughter in my mind's eye. I keep going that I know she didn't do this. And somebody out there is a murderer and somebody out there is an abuser of women. And that person should be stopped before this happens again. And everything we're fighting for is not just for Ellen. If this whole thing was changed, if this whole law giving the, the medical examiners unilateral, uh, I don't know what, omnibus-like powers, this would help others who are also in this, the same boat. We are not the first to go through this, and we won't be the last if we don't win. You know, Josh, I've listened to so many different things that you have said in the past, and what you just said literally gave me chills because you are so right. You are not the first to have been mistreated. Ellen is not the first. Sandy is not the first. And you won't be the last until people stand up and fight back against this. And to you, Sandy, question, how do you keep going? Because early, early this morning when we were on the phone, I heard you guys actually say, we see positive in this. And I was thinking, what are they talking? What is positive? Because, yes, the appellate court goes, oh, this was horrible. Yes, this was wrong. Yes, there were problems. But we're not going to rule in your favor. How do you keep going, Sandy? I'm very determined. And nothing takes place when the truth is the truth. And it's raw and it's out there. And this judgment was read by not just us people who care, but people on the opposition who were trying to conceal a homicide read it too. And I can't get over how revealing the situation is and the intentions of the politicians and law enforcement and the medical examiner's office. They're out. Their intentions are out there. And they're not ashamed, which I just, I don't, I, I can't and understand And what do it. you, Sandy, think are their intentions? Well, they're, they're dug in so deep, but the truth keeps rising to the top so that at some point, you know, the longer you continue, the worse the lie gets. So somehow they're, they're going to have to figure it out. Do you intend to appeal this ruling, Josh and Sandy? Yes. Praise the Lord. We wait as justice unfolds. And remember, it ain't over yet. By God, it ain't over yet. Goodbye. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. 
See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives with 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional. You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.